Welcome to the Center in the City podcast. I'm your host, Wade Brill, and during this series, I'll be interviewing various thought leaders, wellness experts, and humans on how they practice sustainable self-care and mindfulness. We'll get real and raw, talk about the light and the shadow side of self-care and mindfulness, and how we can actually stay centered amid the chaos and the hustle and bustle of our modern day world. So settle in and get centered. This podcast episode is brought to you by Centered in the City, a virtual on-demand self-care and mindfulness platform with over a hundred different meditations, journaling prompts, nourishing recipes, and Pilates flows, all designed to support you feeling calm, focused, and energized as you live your life in this modern day world. For more information, head on over to centeredinthecity.org and claim your seven-day free trial. Notice how much better you will feel by having a consistent practice to support you staying centered. A quick note before we jump in today's episode, I am hosting a virtual mindfulness meditation at home half day retreat. This is an opportunity to really slow down and nourish and restore your batteries to feel recharged from the inside out. So if you are interested in learning more or signing up and joining me on this May 8th, check out the show notes for more details. Today's a very special podcast episode. They're all special, but this one is really near and dear to my heart. We are talking about how to stay centered and practice self-care along the healing journey of, of losing somebody, particularly we're talking about losing our mothers as we are gearing up for Mother's Day. Today on the podcast, I have Lizzie Brakes Rinker, who is a holistic health and fitness coach based here in Seattle, Washington. Lizzie combines her certifications of holistic health coaching, personal training, yoga, Pilates, and fitness with her experience in Division I athletics to give women a no-bullshit strategy for finding energy and balance in their everyday lives. Lizzie also happens to be from the hometown of my husband, Bashan Washington, which just creates a really small world. Lizzie and I connected a few years ago through the Riveter, I want to say. We can't really remember where, but we connected on losing our mothers at a really young age and being in the holistic health world and how that was really motivation for us to do the work that we're doing. Now stick with us through this episode. We get emotional, there's some sound technical issues, but it's a really beautiful episode for anybody that just wants to feel more connected to their moms, who wants support along their healing and grief journey, and who maybe just needs a cry. So settle in and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the podcast, Lizzie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is a very special episode because we get to talk about mothers and um, how you and I have both connected over losing our mothers about both 10 going on 11 years ago. So I was just thinking about that today and I was like something about 11 feels a lot longer than 10. Right. It's like we've passed that like decade mark that it's like, Mm -hmm. holy shit, this is just going to continue to get Longer, longer and longer. Yeah, it's very weird. 
but I'd love to hear, and I'd love to, you know, have the audience hear a little bit more about your journey of losing your mom and Mm -hmm. what that's been like for you over the last almost 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So my mom was diagnosed with colon cancer when I was a junior in high school. It was like, you know, like many cancer diagnoses, she'd been having a lot of health problems. We couldn't quite figure it out. She, um, I grew up on an Island, so she got like rushed off the Island, um, on the ferry one day, which is like a a big deal in my hometown. If there's like a health thing, that's that pressing. Um, when I was at school and she just really wasn't feeling well. And then she was sort of in and out of the hospital that whole summer. I remember like the first big thing happened in March of that year. And then by the end of the summer, they figured out that she had colon cancer and that it was stage four. So pretty much from the moment she got her diagnosis, it was like, you most likely aren't going to be able to beat this colon cancer, like the kind she had is known to be pretty tricky. And so it was a lot of just like, how long can we stretch this out? Which is like, I feel like when you say that to the people who maybe don't have experience with loss, they're like, that's really dark. But it was like, how long can we keep her alive and comfortable? And so she was sick for almost four years. So it was like Mm -hmm. all throughout when I was in high school, um, my last two years of high school, and then my first two years of college. And um, the summer between my sophomore and junior year of college, she passed away and she had been declining, you know, for quite a while. I believe it was like, I want to say February or March of that year, we found out that she wouldn't be doing treatment anymore because it just wasn't really doing anything for her. And so then she, you know, was home. She wasn't leaving the island anymore. We had hospice nurses and then it was so quick. It was like, you know, she was doing great and you could have conversations with her. And then the next week she was like incoherent and hopped up on a bench of pain pills. And we, you know, one night she was having a really hard time breathing and my dad called the hospice nurse and she came over and she was just kind of like, yeah, you know, like there's not really anything we can do. So we held her hand and sat there with her as she died. And then just kind of sat I don't know what your experience was with like your mom's actual death but I remember my dad and I just like sitting there and being like it's the middle of the night and we're from a small town so I remember we had to wait for like the morning for them to come pick her up and it just being you know really surreal and I don't think I really appreciated at the time how young I was like I was like I'm 20 I'm in college um And so it was a lot of like, I can do this. I'm okay. Even like 11 years ago, mental health was not on the radar like it is now. And so I didn't really know how to handle it. I, you know, didn't know how to talk about it. And so, yeah, I just, I really, it was so interesting because she died when I was 20. So, so much of like my twenties is like, was that hard because I was in my (laughs) twenties or was that hard because my mom had just died? Like it's all um, really tied up in itself. So that's kind of like the quick and dirty of what happened. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. And like tears are coming to my eyes as you're sharing your story, because I, it like to meet somebody else who has a similar story Mm -hmm. where they lost their mom. I lost my mom at 21 through cancer as well. She had Mm -hmm. leukemia. And we, when I say we, my siblings and I, and a few of my mom's friends were by her side at the, in the ICU unit holding her hand Mm -hmm. while she passed as well. And 
to experience not only witnessing somebody passing yeah. and transitioning, but to be that young, as you just said, oh my gosh. to for to be your fucking mother. And I know you and I were yeah. both really close with our moms. Yeah. Is and was devastating. Like beyond it, I don't even know what words to kind of- Yeah, it's like, like I still don't feel like I can really describe it. Like it's, you know, I'll meet someone like you and there's just the shared knowing, but it's like, yeah, you can't describe it to anybody. It's so interesting because one of my best friends who I grew up with, um, you know, like I remember telling her a lot about it as it was happening and her dad, unfortunately, is- dealing with a late stage cancer right now. And she was like, you know, I felt like I understood because I was there and we talked about it a lot, but she was like, I truly did not realize just how fucking visceral this is. And it's like violent, how painful it is and just traumatizing in a really weird specific way, especially I think when you're really, really young and you're just trying to figure out who you are as a person. Totally. And you're stepping into like your womanhood and what that means. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious, like what has been your recipe and being obviously in the wellness world, yeah. uh, but what has been your recipe or practices or, or forms of healing that have supported you on your journey thus far? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I'm really lucky. Like my family, my dad, my brother and I are really lucky in a way because my mom was sick for so long. Like it was not a quick, it was like a very slow, <laughs> very slow, like painful decline. But because of that, we were able to communicate with her a lot and like really, mm. really talk about it. And so, you know, she had talked about how she hoped that like we would move on and not move on, but like work through it, I guess is probably a better way to say it. And I think that was really, really helpful for me. But for me, I've just learned, especially as I get older, I think just acknowledging it and saying like, I'm having a, like, even this morning, it was so weird. I was driving home from something and I reached for my phone to call her. And I was mm -hmm. like, this is so weird that it's still an instinct, like, you know, yes. 11 later. And so Back in the day, I think I wouldn't talk about it because we were so young um, and, you know, like other 21 or 20 year olds are like, I don't know what to say to this. And now I just like tell people, I try to really honor if I'm having a hard time. I try to like talk about it with, you know, her sisters or my dad and just like really give myself the space to feel it and also not try not to feel it. Cause I think for so long, mm -hmm. I felt this sort of like I should be not feeling this so viscerally or, you know, this is not the right, whatever that means, way to experience this. And now I just kind of let things happen. And I really have to prioritize like sort of mothering myself and taking care of myself and like giving myself that sort of like, you know, mom love. If you have a good relationship with your mom is like a very, very specific type of love. And so being able to find that for myself, I think is what helps me, but sometimes it just sucks and it's going to suck. And you just have to wait for it to not suck. <laughs> you mm. know? Yeah. I love what you just said about mothering. That was the term I want to say, I think I heard Elizabeth Gilbert bring up when she was talking to Oprah um, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was like, mothering, that's exactly what I'm doing to myself because 100%. It was like it, that, that language just like helped click because it was like how, you know, the mom voice, right? You, if you do yeah. have a good, if you're lucky enough to have a good relationship with your mom, 
to call her when, you know, shit's going bad or just to have somebody to vent with, or you're just walking and bored and want to call somebody or, totally. or you know, like, let me complain about my life to somebody who will just listen and be like, I'm so sorry, you know? <laughs> right. And just to have that like place or, or it's somebody who's like so celebratory of you or somebody who's cheering you on, or, you know, somebody who gushes to see you happy with your partner or, you know, yes. and, and that's so true that we have had to like kind of harness that voice inside of ourselves even yeah. more, I feel yeah. like, because we don't have that external yeah. And I think that, I mean, I certainly did. I think that people who do have really positive relationships with their, you know, one or both parents really take for granted, like how incredible that is. And like, also how important that type of support is. And when you lose it. And I think, especially as like a daughter to a mother, that's just a very specific bond. And yeah, it's just like, it's, it feels like part of your body is gone. <laughs> How do you stay connected to your, or do you, you know, how do you practice staying connected to her, her essence or her spirit? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. I mean, it's so funny. Cause I feel like the older I get, there's all these things that it may, both my dad and my brother and like everyone in my family are like, you are becoming so similar to her in such fun ways, which is funny. Um, I'm a really big journaler. So I will like literally just, excuse me. Um, I'm like burping. um, I'll literally like write her in my journal or I'll like mm. go on a walk and be like, I'm just gonna, you know, like think about her or I'll um, like listen to her favorite music or something. And it's, you know, it's not always easy, but it's, you have to do those things. Yeah. Is there a certain song that you think of when you think of your mom that just like, <laughs> she really liked like, um, the, you know, the band, the spinners. Mm -mm. <laughs> It's like an old song, old band. It's like kind of Motowny, and so I'll like pop that in. Mm. I think of somewhere over the rainbow or clouds of my coffee when Ooh, I think of my mom. Those are good ones. But yeah, I have like I'm sure you do too. I have like a mom playlist. Mm. I like, don't, but I love that idea. Yeah, I mean, it's like my one of my friends is like, yeah, you just listen to this when you want to like trigger the shit out of yourself, but it's like. <laughs> I, it's like all her favorite songs are songs that remind me of her and I'll put it on like when I need it or in the background. And it is like, sometimes it makes me sad, but sometimes it makes me like just really happy. So I highly recommend doing it. And especially like I've been making mine for years now and like inevitably there are still songs that I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about this one. And so I'll throw it on. And so there's like, every time there's like a little Easter egg, it's like a little surprise. Mm. Oh. I, I love that. And also the, it empowers me to think about having those spaces to intentionally cry and let the yes. shit out yeah. of, of thinking her. Cause sometimes I notice I will be really, um, tired. It's mm. funny because I just said before oh, we yeah, hit record, really I was like, really tired. I was yeah. just saying how tired I was. And I'm like, Oh, am I? Cause my birthday's next week and oh, mother totally makes sense. Yeah. and her birthday soon. So I'm like, Oh, is this a form of mourning that, cause it, it fucking sneaks up on you. It really does. Yeah. And I think if you aren't intentionally making sometimes just space feel, or if I'm not making space to feel her, it can just creep up and sometimes come out 100%. in ways. 
So I love that playlist. Yeah. And I think too, like, I mean, I'm a little bit better at noticing it now just because I'm older and I'm more in touch with myself, but like, I definitely used to have times where like, especially pretty early on or when, even when she was sick, where all of a sudden I would feel like I was just like blowing up. Like it was like an explosion of emotions. And I was like, where is this coming from? And it was like, oh, well, you're not really letting yourself like feel these things, but I totally feel you. Like I will get in a really weird mood sometimes and I can't figure it out. And then I'm like, oh, it's her birthday next week. Mm -hmm. Or like, oh, it's a holiday, you know, or like you just kind of realize, oh, these things are happening that like somewhere in my brain I knew about, but I'm not letting myself like really, you know, feel or see or whatever. So it is, it's weird because I think that you expect grief to be predictable and linear and like obviously it's not but it is wild even after all this time how it still really sneaks up on you yeah I remember somebody saying when she passed when she my mom first passed that it's going to get easier and it's been the complete opposite for me the more time goes on the harder it is because the more the reality sinks in of wow I'm never going to see my mom she's never going to meet my husband, she's never going to meet my future kids. And it's that, oh, fuck moment, you know, that I feel like I keep having to come to terms with. Well, yeah. And I also think, you know, we didn't really get the experience of like getting to know our moms as like woman to woman, which I like the older I get, the more I think I can really appreciate my mom and understand her. And I'm just like, oh, it kind of sucks. Like (laughs) you just got like the shitty teenage version of me, you know, like that's not (laughs) that I was like, yeah, like, you know, we still had, we had a really good relationship, but I think that's also been something really weird for me is like getting older and being like, oh my gosh, I'm like almost the same age she was when like she had me and like oh I'm the same you know when I was like the same age as she was when her and my dad got married I was like oh my gosh I'm like you know getting into this different phase of my life that I just like understand her in a different way or like yeah I want to talk to her about things and I think that that's really like a jarring strange feeling because it is like yeah you're not you don't get to see her again and I think sometimes like the 11 year mark has been really weird for me because I'm like oh my God, that it's going to be 20. And then since we did lose our moms so young, we'll get to a point where it's like, they've been gone longer than they've been here, which I think is like really weird to wrap your head around. Very trippy. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, the other day. And you mentioned something about journaling and I want to share this tip for anybody who's listening, who maybe still has their mom around, who might be terminally ill or uh, the last few weeks or years or months, but a family friend told me that right after my mom passed, she said, write down everything you remember about your mom, Ugh, her yeah. smells, her feeling of like holding her hand, the way she tucked you in at night, everything that stands out, her recipes, like the way her breath smelled, anything yeah. that stands out to you, write it down. And I did. And to be honest, I haven't really gone back to read it, but at least I feel like I know it's there because yes. as time goes on, it is so hard to feel I can really still connect. Yeah. And like you hear that, but I remember thinking like, well, that's not going to happen to me. Like I'll always remember like, oh, what her voice sounds like or something. And you really like, you genuinely do forget, which is so weird. I always tell my friends, I have a couple friends whose parents have gotten sick, you know, like they, I feel like they only really bring it up to me because we're in our early thirties and everyone's like, oh, I've got like 30 more years with my parents. So, you know, like I'll put them in a retirement home or whatever like I'll get to go through that whole thing but I always tell my friends you know if they have if they come to me and are like my my parent is really sick I'm like 
record their voice if you can, mm -hmm. like get their handwriting, like these little things that you can't get again are like so, so important. And like, I really wish I had, our moms died before like <laughs> video quality was good. Like you couldn't really make like a good video on it's the digital so channel. So true. Day. But like, I'm like, man, I wish I even had just like a five minute video, like just her, like how she moved, like those little things mm -hmm. that you just totally forget. It's so true. I wish I had those aspects too. I did when she passed, I did take a snippet of her hair and oh, I, I know that. it sounds kind of creepy, no, but I, I have it somewhere, um, <laughs> you know, in a little envelope and yeah, just like whatever you can do to just preserve their yeah. essence. Yeah. And even so if important. like they're, I don't know, like, I think my mom probably would have been down for it, but you know, I have a couple friends who are like, you know, their dads and they're like, well, I don't know. And I'm like, just be like, I need to do this. I'm going to miss you so much. And like, you have to let me do this. And there's even, um, there's like books you can buy now. I forgot what, the, I think it's called like story worth, but you can buy like your parents, this thing or like any person, it doesn't have to be your parents where you like, it sends them prompts every week or whatever. And then mm. they like write the answer and then you can turn it into a little book and I'm like that I want to get like everybody I know that so I have like these books of all of them that is beautiful and what a great way to capture also like for their memory especially as they get older you know stories yeah. they forget or things that they want to preserve too and yeah. pass down yeah like my great aunt she's like almost 100 and a couple of years ago she did this little research project and she wrote like everything she could remember about our family and our family history because she was like if I don't do this like who's gonna have all this information like somebody's gonna want this and I was like this is incredible um but it's just those things we don't think about or you put on the back burner that is like at the end of the day that's the shit that really matters mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so Mother's Day is coming up as yeah as we both are well aware of um <laughs> unavoidable a, yeah and a few years ago Lizzie and I held a motherless Mother's Day event mm -hmm. which sounds more sad than it was. It was really beautiful was so to fun. be yeah. in a circle with younger women who have lost their mothers. And how are you preparing yourself for the day or what are you planning mm. to do for Mother's Day? Yeah, I have to say, and I'm curious to hear like what your experience was. I loved last Mother's Day because we were like right in the beginning of the pandemic and nobody could be with their moms for the most part. And everybody was like, this is terrible. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> it's Welcome terrible. <laughs> Welcome. Um, and I feel like it, it really, because of the pandemic, I feel like a lot of people were like, wow, I really struggled with not being able to like physically be near my mom. And I can't imagine like not even being able to talk to her. So that was helpful. I find that for myself, um, which is why I loved when we did our event together. It's nice to have like something to do because it feels like, even though it's not the reality, it feels like every other person has like a thing that they're doing with their mom. And you're like the kid who didn't get into the invited to the party, you know, and you're just like, okay, well, I don't have anywhere to go. So I always try to make myself like a fun plan. Um, I have friends in the past, we've done like, <laughs> dead mom's day where we'll go out to brunch, you know, and be like, none mm -hmm. of us have moms. So we're going to do this together. Um, you know, I think I might teach like a yoga class or something this year, but 
I try not to be around other people because I don't really know what I'm going to do. Um, you know, like I, I'll be around people I know that I can be really authentic with, but like, I don't go with my husband to hang out with his mom. Cause mm. even though I love her, that's like not going to be a good idea for anybody. Um, yeah, I try to like, you know, plan something nice for myself. Um, but also just like, I usually set aside some cry time. Like I put mm-hmm. on that playlist that I know mm-hmm. is going to make me cry or I'll like, you know, go on a walk or buy her favorite flowers or like take a bath and let myself cry. But just like, I think not putting any expectations on yourself and just giving yourself what you need is helpful. But for me, I feel like having a plan or something to do is like so helpful because then you don't feel so othered. Mm. Yeah, I appreciate that. And that deep permission just to listen and do what yeah. you want versus, you know, what your husband's family's doing or, or kind of getting pulled right. in a different direction than that feels authentic to you. It's totally. interesting. And he's always like totally understanding about it. And his mom is too. Like, they're never like, why isn't she here? You know, but it's like every year they invite me and every year I say, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because you and I are both in the same phase of life where we're married, but we don't have kids. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you're planning on having kids one day or that's even a conversation, but Mm -hmm. we're in this like weird stage of how do you celebrate Mother's Day? If you want to celebrate, you know, is it you go with your partner's family? We're not yet mothers. Like you get pulled into like your friend's mother. You know, it's just as a very interesting space that I notice I'm just kind of observing these days. Yeah. I'm all about celebrating, you know, even just celebrating moms like on Mother's Day mm-hmm. because moms are fucking badass and yes. deserve a lot of celebration. But it's interesting to explore and also noticing like every year kind of feels different too for me. It totally does. Yeah. Every year is like like some years I'm like, I've got this. I'm this must mean that Mother's Day is never going to be terrible ever again. <laughs> and then, you know, other years it's like, like this year has felt really heavy for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it is hard and it is weird, but it is like, I do feel like it's been fun to watch some of my friends become moms. I thought that would be a lot different, but mm-hmm. it like has helped make Mother's Day or like mother stuff a little bit more fun for me and like mm-hmm. exciting, but I do... I, I don't know how like you guys feel about having kids. We want to have kids, but I also am just like, this is going to be, I know it's going to bring up a lot of like mom stuff. Um, and I just have no idea, you know, how I'll respond to mother's day, um, to like being, you know, being pregnant, not having your mom to call, um, all of that jazz. So like, that's something I feel like because of our age that I've been thinking a lot about lately too. And I just, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're in the same boat. We definitely want kids one day, but not for a few years. Yeah. You know, if we can play play God and, and right. pick the exact timing. But I, you know, I, same thing. Sister just baby, and I felt when she felt so protective of our mom's not here, but I want to be there for you a hundred percent because. Yeah. I can sense, I mean, I'm not there yet, but like I could sense just how important it is to have that kind of mothering presence totally. in your life. Yeah. During that I mean, time. 
there's a couple like I, wedding planning. There's a couple I feel like very feminine, like classic feminine experiences that like so revolve around the mother daughter relationship. And yeah, like what do you do? But when you don't have that, but I love that like you showed up for your sister and we're like really mothering for her. And I'm sure that you also had some like friends of your mom or like family and people that show up. And I do think that's one of the cool things is you get to see all these other people who are like, I don't have to be here for you, but I'm going to. So it's like one really nice thing out of all of the shittiness. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel for your sister and I feel for all my friends who've lost their moms and our new moms or are like planning for their families. Cause I just, I'm sure that that's painful in a whole new way. Yeah. I love what you just said. Cause we have family friends. We call them like mother, we call them mother too, you know, yeah, as a cute totally. kind of joke, um, <laughs> totally. but it is beautiful. And so beyond grateful for them because if they didn't show up and like want to be as present as they are, I mean, I feel like that alone feeling would be even bigger. So, so right. grateful for just women and, and women, supporting women, you know, and my mom's friends, right. Who saw that gap and they realized they got to step in to take over is so beautiful. Yay women. (laughs) Yeah, it is. And it's cool to be like, oh, my mom's friends are like my friends now, you know, like that is a fun kind of weird dynamic. I find myself having a lot of like, um, relationships with women who are way older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll be like, oh, my friend, she's in her sixties. And my friends who are our age will be like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a dead mom thing. Yeah, like, totally. don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> you know, but it's like so important. And my therapist is always like nurture those relationships. Like you need that. And, you know, obviously they're getting something out of it too, but it is like, that has been really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. The final question I want to ask you and take your time with this okay, is what would you want your mom to know if you could talk to her right now? Oh my God, I'm going to start sobbing. Um, <laughs> that's a really good question. I feel like so much, you know, <laughs> I guess I would want her to know that like, we're okay. <laughs> Yeah. Like I, I know she was always like, she was like, I know you're going to be okay. Like (laughs) you don't think you're going to, but I know that you are. And you know, there's times when, you know, you're in like the new part of loss and you're like, I'm never going to feel happiness ever again. You know, like this is just my life now. And so, yeah, I think just like showing her that because I have a brother too, like, um, now that my brother and I are okay and my dad's okay. And that not like we made it, but that, you know, we did what she would have wanted. And I think she'd be really glad. It's mm. so beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And oh God, of course, and Thanks everyone who's listening to listening to me, like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> crying over here. We're, we're all crying here. <laughs> But yeah, um, I think like, I, I I think about that all the time. I'm like, if I had two minutes that I could talk to her, what would I say? And it would just be like, you know, thank you. And like, we still are like learning from you. And I mean, I feel like I get to know her more every day and every year, which is like such a hard thing to describe because she's not physically here. But um, yeah, just to like tell her that we're okay and that we miss her, but it's not like, 
you know, terrible, I guess. Mm, yeah. I, it's interesting. Cause when I asked myself that before I knew I was going to ask you that, I was like, well, yeah. okay, wait, what would you say? And, yeah. <laughs> and I had the same thing. I'm okay. You know, yeah. The, my mom's last few words that she said to me before she went into the ICU unit was, I feel like I'm abandoning you. Oh, that's so hard to hear. <laughs> so hard to hear. And at the time I was like, mom, what do you mean? Like, you're going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> and those I've, you know, continued to do healing around those words, but just to know, like, let her soul be at ease. To yeah. I am okay. And and I love what you just said, like, thank you, right? That piece of yeah. gratitude that, that really stuck with me. Thank you. I love you. We are okay. Totally. And like, we had really good moms. <laughs> we had fucking amazing moms. Yeah. And my mom was, my mom had such a good sense of humor about the whole thing because I, she was very much like, well, there's nothing I can do about this. And she was always like, look, like, don't feel bad for me. This is going to be over for me at some point. You have to deal with it. Like, she was like, this sucks a lot more for you guys than for me. And she was just like, she would always say that. And she was like, you know, I, I know I have limited time left and like, it sucks, but you know, there's going to be an end on this. And she was always like, like, I, I'm sorry that this is happening to you guys. This really sucks. And I just always like kind of chuckle when I think about that, when she was just like, this doesn't suck nearly as much for me as it does for you, even though I'm going through all of this. Humor helps. Humor helps. So. It does help. Yeah. You have to have that dark humor of like, like, I remember the first time that someone made a your mom joke to me after she died, I was like, oh, you're going to regret this. They <laughs> <laughs> make you feel guilty for that one. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to come right back at you. But yeah, I mean, you have to, you have to bring some humor into it. And I also think that our moms would have wanted that, you know, they wouldn't like, I, my mom was like, don't you dare just be like a puddle. You have to go on with your life and like live a really beautiful, vibrant life. And so I think they would be glad that we're joking about how shitty it all is. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to honor and celebrate you for a moment because the way that you have, how long have we known each other? Maybe. I don't know. I was trying to think about it. I was like, years, I was like Oh, how'd you meet her? Six. And I was like, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, anyway, it's been a while, but yeah. you, you have given me so much the way you talk about your mom's passing on social media and yeah. the way you authentically talk about it and from a heart-based place, it gives me so much more permission oh, appreciate that. To, to share and go there and to talk about the pain. So thank you for, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being you yeah. and for, for sharing, you know, the, the beauty and the pain that coexist. Totally. Yeah. I just feel like, we have to, you know, unfortunately it's something that majority of people are going to go through at some point, losing their parents or losing a loved one. And like, yes. we have to talk about it. Um, cause you can't just keep it all bottled up, but also it, like, I do really believe in like us being that example. So then other people feel like they can talk about it. And also just, I very much am the type of person we're both in wellness when like, I feel something I'm like, I need to like get this out of my body. I can't hold on to it. And that's been like really helpful for me. So I'm, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. Yeah. Lizzie, tell people where they can 
learn more about you. Yeah. And yeah. My, um, handle on everything and my website is donuts and down dog. And I spell donuts, um, the American way D O N U T S. Um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, um, my website. I have lots of resources for like mindfulness. Um, I actually have a couple like grief specific things. If you just type it in, um, yeah, I would love to chat. Thanks Lizzie. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for listening to the Center in the City podcast. We would love to hear your takeaways, your stories, if you are currently mourning the loss of a loved one, especially a mother. So feel free to connect with Lizzie and I on social media, on Instagram. Lizzie is Donuts and Down Dog, and I am at One Wade. Until next time, stay centered.